This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Everybody. Hey, how you going? It's Gemma. And it's Esther. And you are listening to I think my TV is haunted. And we're on week four. We're yeah. almost well, we're halfway through the season now uh, of Penny Dreadful yes. City of Angels. Um, Thank God. If you've just joined us for uh, episode four, you might want to go back and listen to the other episodes um, and watch the uh, the episodes of, of the show. Um, Esther, yeah, what definitely you, do that. Yeah, because it's all starting to get a bit complicated. It's very complicated. I um, struggled a bit with this episode. I was like winding it back. I was listening again. I was like, hang on a minute. Okay, let me get this straight. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I take notes as the episode's playing and the amount of scenes that would last for such a short time and then cut to another scene and then cut back. Yes. I was like, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. You know I, to, yeah, I wrote down 21 scenes this episode and usually there's yeah. only 16, 17. It, there was a yes, lot of we shorter had a lot of scenes. scenes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, um, no, it was a, it's done the, we had one, um, which we'll get to in a second, we had one very cool special effects spooky thing happen and that was the first time I was like, I know, and Finally. I was like, ah, yes, that was, I freaking love that. Oh, my God, I, I loved, loved it. I loved <laughs> it. Loved it. More of that, please, more of that, mm. and we'll get to that We'll scene, get to it. Because it's pretty fucking cool, and yes. it has something to do with Flesh Boy, our, our favorite. favorite little Flesh Boy Frank. Weird character, yeah, Flesh Boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, uh, let's party. So, scene one, we've got my favorite Santa Morte, beautiful, beautiful yeah. goddess. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> we didn't see her last episode, so I was really disappointed. No. So I was super happy to see her back. Um, and she, we got to have a look more at her, at her face this time. Yeah, there was like, a she lot was, of She was in a scene. Yeah, and she was in like a – she was kind of standing – in an area um, where a lot of light was reflecting off her face, so we could see her makeup and her beautiful. She has incredible eyes. Mm-hmm. I want those eye contacts mm-hmm. real bad. Yep. Um. Yeah, she looked pretty damn good. Yeah. But you you can ex- you can explain this opening scene because you're a fan of hers. I liked also that you know she she's barefoot and she walks sort of through the dust and her dress is quite dirty. I thought I like the element of the faded glory of her look. Yes, definitely. Uh, so we see Santa Morte. She's she's coming into this small Mexican town, and she witnesses um, three bad guys who come into the town at night and they shoot a family, including a little girl. 
and they shoot two guys in suits and then they take their truck. Yeah. Uh, so what's in the truck? Question, question, question. Well, she kind of walks in and she and the, the thing that is special about the scene is this little girl turns and makes direct yes. eye contact with her and smiles. So they so the little girl maybe can see kids her. can see maybe kids can see them see her. Well, it was like Santiago when he was a kid. He yeah. could see her, couldn't he? He, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe she can see like children can see her, but it was I think quite a symbol. Like it was quite a significant moment because. After all these adults get shot down, she walks off with the little girl and, who's dead. Yeah, and it's really tragic. Um, and I thought that the two men in suits that sat down to, to, to have a drink, I thought that they were speaking French. But I See, think, I thought they were speaking German. Ah, interesting. Um, I, I thought I th- they were German. I think it's actually Yiddish. Oh, it could be. It was a bit. It was a very random scene because everyone was brand spanking new. We didn't know any of the characters. But yeah, it was confusing. Yeah. But all of these questions are later answered anyway. So yeah, yeah. then we go back to the police station. Um, there yeah. are a bunch of Mexican men in the prison at the police station, and we're going to presume these are some of them are from the raid at the Crimson Cat, and maybe some are still in prison from the shootout. Yeah, and it's really chaotic. And Tiago Tiago is walking through, and men are yelling, and yeah. <clears throat> he gets really mad when he sees in one of the interrogation rooms, uh, Mister Racist Cop. Um, yeah, this asshole. Yeah, this guy, freaking. Uh, he, he's he's quite violent in his. Yeah, he's beating up. He's yeah. He's in an interrogation, and he's beating the shit out of this young Mexican guy who's. Strapped onto a chair. Yep. And yep. Tiago sees and he fucking cracks it and he's like, you know, if you, he, he's chained up like, why, what the hell are you doing? And he holds him against the wall and he's like, if you do this again, I'll kill you. Yep. Yep. So and he's, then- he, plus we've got to remember Tiago's in a shitty fucking mood because he's just found out that Molly in the previous episode was mm-hmm. sleeping around. Yep. So he's pissed off. He's like, just not in a good mood. No, everywhere, yeah. This that whole scene. He, it's not so much sympathy in his eyes, which it usually is for Tiago. It's, mm. He's pissed, frustrated. Yeah, he's been sitting on the floor so all as, night looking at the photo of Molly. Oh, he has <laughs> from, from the last That's episode. Right. <laughs> he's got no sleep. But um, yeah. Then the police commissioner sees him threatening mm. this cop, and he pulls him into the office, and he sits him down and he's pissed and he makes Tiago look at all these autopsy photos from the um, murder investigation that that, that, that Tiago's yeah, assigned to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically started, the commissioner um, is defending the racist cop beating up that young guy and he's insisting that Tiago hurries up and finishes the case. Yeah, he's just, look, concentrate on the case. Forget what's going on out there. Of course, it's going to be really hard for him to do that. Um, Yeah. And then he encourages him to try to focus on this beach house that we've been hearing about. Yeah, my God, beautiful. Yes. 
Uh, we'll get to that in a we'll sec. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So dreamy. So yeah. then we uh, go to City Hall and Townsend is leading a board meeting about the freeway and Townsend is just getting more and more irritating, isn't he? He's just like... Oh, he's l- a pain in the ass. I've never little, liked him. He's a little kid that's just throwing his toys out of the pram constantly. Yeah, he's disgusting. He's a little bitch. Now, I don't Little big bitch. Big little bitch. Big little bitch. That's what he is. Um, He said that the freeway is going to be built by Via Hermosa. Can you clarify which company that is? Because the Nazi company is called Goss and I'm guessing it's the... See, I don't know. This this whole part is quite confusing to me. There are so many names and shit. I've been keeping up as much as I can. I was surprised it wasn't the German one. Yeah, because he said it's going to be built by Via Hermosa. So I went back to episode one and I was like, no, that company's called something else. So I'm a little bit confused. Maybe we'll get that yeah, clarified. Because the whole time he was saying this, Alice was getting more and more grumpy. She was sitting in the corner. Yes. And like grinding but, her teeth. But he is saying that the uh, the road will still be named after the two dead cops. And Councilwoman yep. Beck is there and she's not happy because she hates this whole plan. And she yep. proposes She's the tit. What? She's the tit. Yes, I love is. her. Love her. <laughs> now she proposes an alternative route for the freeway which will take it through the uninhabited hills rather than the town where our Mexican friends live, which is Belvedere yep. Heights. And then Alex's face starts twitching. <laughs> yeah, and Beck is basically like it's literally going to add four minutes onto the trip because when we look at the map, I thought it looked quite significantly longer than the original highway structure, but she said it's an extra four minutes, which really isn't. No, it's not much. And people around the table are kind of like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Exactly. Whereas the councilman, the chairman is like shitting himself with rage, rage poo. Yeah, um, but Alex or Magda the Demon, she needs this freeway to go through Belvedere Heights in order to fulfil yeah. her prophe- prophecy of war. Otherwise, the whole plan just sort of falls. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. on the way out, she tells Townsend they could still turn this around, and he just kind of blows up at her and he says, "Do as I tell you, woman." Yeah, he's sick of it. I thought little I thought a, I thought a, a lamp was going to blow or something when he said that. I'm I'm surprised that she didn't like just kill him then. I and know, then. like poison his. What's someone like that? He he would you know what he'd be the type of guy who would drink warm milk <laughs> when he gets home after a, a hard day. <laughs> That's what he is like. He's a warm milk drinker, and I was <laughs> okay. surprised that Alice didn't like spike his milk. That's the sort of rage that was in her eyes. Like I know. she's like, bitch. But at yep. the same time, um, it shows that she does have an element of control because she yes. knows she can't get rid of him because he is really an integral part of her totally. chess game. Totally, totally, totally. And yep. so then we're in the cafe with Lewis and his friend, and her name is Dottie. Now, she's the one who plays the psychic from Insidious. And she's so Yes, cute. insidious lady. She's yes. so fucking awesome. Now and oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Her wig she was wearing and the whole outfit. I was she, I love the way that she dresses. God. It's very regal. It's stunning. Mm. 
Just um, the color palette is so beautiful. Like when I'm her age, I want to look like that. Did you see the outfit that she was wearing where they were standing by the grave? Yeah, it was like oh. it was like a it was almost like a robe that they might wear in like Harry Potter or something. It was really nice. It was incredible. It was just stunning. Yeah, stunning. Um, so they're in the in their cafe and they're having coffee, and Lewis says to Dottie, "I'm going to go to speak to Benny Berman," and she doesn't yep. seem super pleased. She said, "Benny's a gangster," and Lewis says, "But he's a Jew," and she tells him, "Yeah, to be see, careful. this is where I got confused. Oh, I thought- me too." I had to watch this live three I times. I thought they were talking <laughs> about that young kid that's make, that's working on the explosives. I thought Lewis was saying that he was Jewish. I don't think we know his name, and I'm not no. sure that we're going to see much more of him. We might, but um, no, this Benny Berman is a different dude. Um, now, yeah. Dottie also says uh, when she was born – the president at that time was Ulysses S. Grant. And I looked into that. Apparently this president prosecuted the Ku Klux Klan and yes. a- appointed Ameri- African-Americans and Jews to prominent positions of power. So yep. I think she has an element of positivity. I think so too. I mean, I trust Lewis and I think um, he's a good cop. Well, he definitely is a good cop. So I think any kind of shady shit he does will – the root of it would be a good intention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's getting shady when he's getting... Um, but he is fucked, in really you know. dangerous territory at the same time. Completely. Completely. Yeah. So then yeah. we've got the so, birthday party, y'all. Oh, now i so excited <laughs> when the camera panned over this beautiful, like, garden of Germans. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was going to be that sort of ornate. I just thought it was going to be a little garden party. But this was like almost Great Gatsby mega party. Yeah, it was beautiful. (laughs) Okay, if anyone has seen the movie Parasite, it reminded me of the birthday party for the kid in Parasite. Like it was mainly focused around the adults having a party, whereas the kids were just – it was like an Doing their own thing. Yeah, but yeah. there was probably like five kids, and then there was just yeah. probably a hundred. There was German a lot of adults. wine, and there was a lot of beer, and there was yeah. like a bar making cocktails. So it was very much yeah. like more of an excuse for the parents to get together while the kids kind of definitely hit the pinata. Definitely. Um, so it's a beautiful backyard scene at Doctor Kraft and his yeah. son. It's his son's birthday. I don't know which one. Uh, I think it was the. Skinny boy? Is the one who's not the glasses boy Tommy? I think it might have been Tommy. I don't know. I uh, I, think I don't know. There's one of the brothers doesn't like Flesh Boy and one of them is like, hey, come play with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the one that I... trusts Frank, it was his birthday, I think. Right, so he's a skinny kid because the kid yes. with the glasses knows something a bit. Yeah, he doesn't like too. he doesn't like Frank at all. Anyway, so yeah. um uh Dr. Kraft has um his Nazi friends, they're talking politics, they've got German beer and beer steins and and, and this part I went, Oh crossover, they they're talking about the the yellow lady cult. They call it the radio show cult. And Are they? the first time I've ever yeah, the first time I've ever agreed with a German was yeah. when they called it a cult. I'm like, yes, bitch. Yeah, 
Yeah. It is a fucking cult. Yeah, that, but they're talking about her. I need to listen more closely to Molly. that. I need to more, listen yeah. more closely and um, get some more out of that. Yeah. So then El- Elsa Branson turns up with Fleshboy Frank. And um, Dr. Kraft goes over and he's like, Elsa, you came. And she's like, oh, your your house is so big, yeah. And um, then yes. this dude, Herman Eckerman, comes dark, over. Tall, dark, handsome. Yeah, German. yeah. And he's quite suave, isn't he? I laughed at this he's scene. charming. And he's like. Yeah, I was like, oh. And he, and he sort competition. of. Yeah, he swoops in on Elsa. And, um, and takes her by the arm. Like, yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Like, and he's like, ooh, arms. I can guess where your accent is from. And um, they're kind of flirting. And Dr. Kraft is like, uh, yeah, how about you uh, stand back, man? Like, uh, <laughs> it was just, I found that it really funny. That scene actually made me really nervous. Because, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. You know the scene when they're all in that basement bar? Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the Nazis the come in and, bit. Yes, and he's like, your accent is weird. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Elsa was going to be like, oh, I'm from this part of Germany, and then he'd be like, no. Doesn't sound like it. Bitch knows yeah, her I was accents. waiting for her to kind of click she's up. Like, yeah. She's like 2,000 years old. She, she's been around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so it. then um, they take Elsa back to, like, this sort of pergola area where all the Germans are, and she's just, like, the center of attention. And yeah. they start singing this insanely jolly German song and clapping. Yes. Yes. Just, yeah. And they're all Ugh. just like loving this Elsa chick and then we see that Mrs. Oh, Kraft is hot. over at the bar and Mrs. Kraft is just like not happy. Yeah, and yeah. she's she sees Dr. Kraft singing basically point blank face to face with Alpha. Yeah. And like he, they he knows there's something going on there. Deeply. Yeah. Yeah. And so she she orders another cocktail, which girl I do not blame you because Alpha is definite competition. And she was drinking whiskey sours, so, you know, she's no lightweight. Oh, no, and she, yeah. I mean, she was just chilling at the bar the whole time, and I'm like, okay, I I can relate. I can definitely relate. Uh, So then uh, just quickly going through this next scene, Tiago visits the beautiful beach house that belongs to um, Hasland. Yeah, and he finds lube in the drawer. <laughs> yes, now this lube is like super old fashioned. Describe the lube to the audience. It's this like a, lube is like a block of butter. I thought and that was the box. Is that not the box? It looked like surf wax. Yeah, like surfboard wax. Um, and I was just picturing them like getting hot and saucy, and then getting out the the surfboard wax and just having to like we have to warm it up, grind away at their crutches. With his fucking whack. <laughs> it was like a We have a to brick. light the fire. We have to, we have to warm it up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then Put he... it in the... Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he opens up the, um, the closet and there's Molly's yes. clothes, including that yellow dress that we saw in the last episode. Her clothes yes, are hanging very up yellow. next to Haslund's. Everything is yellow. Yeah, and it's, it's just very yep. her. And then she turns yeah, up. Yeah, and there's even a book. There's a book in the bookshelf yes, with her face her, on it. Her book. So, yeah. like, we're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yep. So, it's obvious that she's, like, been living there part-time with Hasland. 
So yeah, then Molly, it's their little love shack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then Molly turns up and she admits to the affair, and she said she's, like, she's got nothing to do with the murder. And then she says, "Tiago, I never want to see you again." Yeah, and look, every scene that Molly is in is quite frustrating for me mm-hmm. when Molly and Tiago are together because it is very heavily romanticized. Like mm. we've got this this fucking orchestra playing in the background. I was gonna say that it was very like it was very forties orchestra strings, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like watching the notebook but on acid. (laughs) Every time Molly and Tiago are together, it's just so overdone. But I think it's supposed to be like that. Oh completely, but I think it's interesting because the way they have portrayed Molly and Tiago together I think people, they've meant it to make the audience go, oh, my God, they're so perfect together. But it's doing the complete opposite to me. Like, it's it's annoying me every time that they're together because it's just so overdone. Mm. It's oversaturated. I like so it. It's just, it's like watching The Notebook, but okay. on acid. All or right. like, yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't have too much Tiago Molly in this episode, which, to be honest, I was kind of glad about. He was very upset, and she was pissed yeah. off. Look, she was I don't really mean blame to him. her. She was mean to she him. She was mean, but she's allowed to sleep around. She, let you know, fuck it. She shouldn't have to defend herself. And sure, she doesn't. She can be sleeping with him and not be a murderer. But I don't know. I still think the family's involved. I, I mean, mean, she did lie to him, though. She said she didn't know him. Yeah. Yeah, but so, they're not dating, so she didn't have to tell the truth yeah, to him. Yeah, like, true, true, true. But then again, he's a detective. See, this is why he shouldn't be dating mm-hmm. people he's investigating. Yeah, it's completely... It's, it's fucking everything up. Yeah, it's um, it's a conflict of interest. He really shouldn't be... Don't eat where you shit, Yeah, Tiago. is it? Smoking your own supply or whatever. Is that is that the yeah, same? Yeah, don't... No, I don't think that works. To, <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one. Um, don't get your bar mixed up with your tampons. Oh, I don't know. Shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't get your butter mixed up with your lube. Yes. Or, or your surf wax. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so. scene, the next scene. So the boys um, finally break the piñata at the party and uh, Oh yeah, no. Hello. No, we've got to we've got to mention that the little the real the one of the sons, the birthday boy, the skinny one, mm. I'm assuming, mm. is like What's Flash Boy's real name? Frank. Oh, it's Frank. He's like, "Frank, come come let us be to this piñata together." And Frank is a Flash Boy his face lights up and I I laughed and laughed because I'm like, yes, you violent little fuckwit. Yeah, he's yeah, a you're little maniac. Beat, yeah. beat that piñata. I know. He's, he's a, loving it. And then when all the kids finally beat the piñata and all the, he's in the, background all the just stuff like, falls out and they're all trying to grab all the candy and he's just standing there just kind of like, like smiling. Salivating. Like yeah, a psycho. Like a- so then – uh, the big moment that I was yeah. looking forward to, nothing happened. Uh, so Maria, Maria is working at the party and she just walks by Elsa. Oh, yeah. So I right? thought she's going to look up and she's going to be like, oh, God is no, well, when Elsa first rocked up to the party, she's like, I gave the gift 
to the Mexican woman in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was oh, like, true. oh, here we go, here we go. Right. Something's going to happen and nothing. I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Unless, like, unless she's put, like, a glamour over her or something so she can't see. I don't know. I thought something big was going to happen, but it didn't. Anyway, so Elsa nah. speaks to Mrs. Craft, who basically Yeah, they tells bump into her, each other. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, where's she's the like, powder room? And Mrs. Craft's yes. like, bitch, stay away from my husband. Yeah. Uh, and she Which says, is kind of like a little bit sad, I think. Uh, yeah, but it's girl, not because, you're so unhappy. I know it's you're not so because unhappy, she, but it's not because she loves him. It's because no, she of, it's the lifestyle. Yeah, it's the lifestyle completely. And she says, um, "Ask him about Essen, um, and he's not what you think he is." So then yeah. Elsa goes inside the house and has sex with Doctor Kraft. By a window. Oh, you can't just put it like that. The body. <laughs> How could you, you do it any other way? Gloss. You can't gloss over it like that. There wasn't much else to it, really. Okay, so while while she while Elsa and Mrs. Croft are having a word, um, German Dad is in the background, like <laughs> freaking the fuck out. He's he's got a little. He's got. You can tell he's got like squirty poo because he's like, oh my god, my two <laughs> women are talking to each other, and then. <laughs> She goes. She goes to find the powder room, and he's like, he just shits himself. So he walks into the house too to find where Alter is. Mm. Guys, she's not in the powder room. She's standing in his lush timber office with leather chairs, and it's mm. very, um, it's a very, it's a classier version of Fifty Shades of Grey. The sex room. Oh, is it? I don't know. I haven't fucking seen that. Or read it, but this is what I'd imagine it to be. Okay. Anyway, she's she's slumped against the window and she's pondering about life. She's like, "Oh, Mister Craft, your life is so beautiful. Your house is so beautiful." Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's how she's talking. She's kind of like, mm, "I'm, please fuck me, Mister Craft." And the way that she does it, it's just so freaking obvious. She just points her ass at his dick. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that works? Um, I've never seen anyone do that. She just kind of bends over. Yeah. She just bends her ass over and he just starts, like, pulling down her tights and she and he rips her dress, which I audibly went, because oh, the dress is so beautiful. And then um, and then they, they, they had sex looking over the garden party. Yeah, overlooking the party. Yeah. And um, it was gross. Um, but inevitable at the same time. Yes. Very passionate, but kind of angry. So Dottie and Lewis are by Anton's grave, and this scene had a lot yeah. of information about it. Um, it was very I, confusing. It was to super me. confusing, but I I think I've cracked the yes. code. Okay, so, so they're standing looking at the grave, and then. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Raymond's brother. I know, up. I know, I know. <laughs> that's what I, I was like. <laughs> that's that's Ray's brother. <laughs> What's his name in the show? Because I hate that show. Uh, oh I'm yeah, a- I don't like that show either. Uh, so his name is Benny Berman. An entourage of really nice cars turns up. Yeah, and this very, Benny Berman very nice. turns up, and he's like the boss. Now, is he the gangster they were talking about? Yes. This is the dude. Okay. This is the dude who's the gangster. Okay. He's the gangster who's also a Jew. He's a Jewish gangster. Yes. 
Very cool. He says uh, Lewis has been really annoying because he's shaking things up. I suppose with yep. his investigations, and Lewis tells him about Anton's murder, and we find out that Benny is sort of like an ostracized Jew in LA. I suppose because of his undercover um, crime sort of life- yep. lifestyle. Now, Lewis yep. tells Benny about Werner von Braun. Now, we heard his name in the last episode. Turns out he's a rocket scientist. In what what scene? Remember when Lewis beat up the boy? Yeah. Yeah. So, turns out that this Werner von Braun is a rocket scientist in Berlin and he's building this extremely powerful V2 rocket. And the rest of the world yeah. is racing to build this technology first. So it turns out that the kid yeah. at Caltech has built the design the fastest. So the Nazis are stealing the design for the Germans. Yeah, because um, they're so- basically like Hitler wants a rocket that can be sent to Any city, anywhere basically. in the world. Yes, and that's why the Nazis yeah. are, are in LA. So Lewis then refers to Benny's boss, who's called Maya Lansky. And apparently yep. Maya Lansky supplies arms to Palestine. Sorry, is Jesus it? Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm guessing we're going to meet this person at some point. Um, yeah. This Lansky is pretty powerful because Benny tells Lewis, don't say that name, you're not worthy or something like that. So Lewis also says yep. Benny um, – he sort of questions Benny. He's like, why did you just rock up to L.A.? He said, you just turned out and wiped out the WAPs, which I'm presuming he means the Italian-Americans living in the U.S. without papers. Potentially. Hey, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so I'm a little bit confused about that sort of situation, but whatever. Yeah, I was really confused in that scene. I kind of... There was a lot going on. Zoned out a bit. Yeah. There's just so many new characters every episode. And like we're also, getting introduced to so many new people. Yeah, and also they're talking about characters we don't see their faces. And also yes. Lewis uses a lot of like 40s lingo, which yes. I'm just it, it is quite hard to keep up with. Yeah, I'm just constantly Googling what these words mean. Plus, you, which hmm? doesn't help us basic white folk. No. A lot of these new characters that are being introduced <laughs> all have very long German names and, you know, Mexican names and we're just, it's very hard to keep up. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to tell us about the next scene? Yes, bitch, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been waiting for this scene the whole, the whole, the whole time. Okay. So we cut back to the German's house where they were having the cross house, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and the party has moved on. We don't see any adults in the scene, but the kids are having a sleepover party. And like all future Nazis um, and horror fans, two different things, because I'm a horror fan, but I don't I'm class myself Nazi. as a Nazi. Yes. <laughs> they, were having, they were telling ghost stories in the dark. And the first, one of the brothers, one of the, the, the normal kids, um, is telling your typical ghost story. Mm. And then he and the torches on his face and it's very, you know, ooh, ooky spooky. Yeah. And then they're like he's like, Does anyone else have a story to tell? And then Flesh Boy is like, Bitch, Hold this is my, my moment. <laughs> yeah, he's like 
Yeah, literally. So he takes the torch and he's like, now this isn't a ghost story. This is a true story. Which, number one, is the perfect introduction for a ghost story, is to say it's a true story. Yeah. This kid knows his shit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It happened before it's even happened. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He starts talking about the murder of the little girl that we heard about. The, we heard the police commissioner talk about um, in the last episode, the girl that uh, had her arms and legs chopped off and her eyes were held open with wire. So it was the but true story say- of Marion Parker, but in the show they're calling yes. her Florence Moore. Florence something. There you go. Um, and he, he's, basically, he's basically telling a true crime podcast like we would, but mm. – the kids are shitting themselves. And he's saying it quite casually too. He's like, oh, you know, her father paid the ransom and they agreed to meet at this allocated spot and he left the money. But then the man drove off and the girl's face is in the window looking really scared. And then at the end of the road, he stopped and he, he threw something out of the car and it was her body, but her arms and her legs had been removed and her eyes were held open by wire. And all the kids are like, what Who the fuck? Who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> Who did like, you invite this, to your party? This is crazy. And one of the sons, I think it was the boy with the glasses. I can't remember. I think he had his glasses. No, he, the glasses kid had his glasses on and he was tweaking out of his brain. <laughs> like he was, his face. Tweaking. Oh shit. What does he look like? Uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. When he starts to lose his shit, that's what that little boy's face. He had the <laughs> eyebrows were like. He's like drooling a little his bit. Head. <laughs> yeah, he was like a single a single drop of sweat was coming down his face. It was very theatrical. It was great. He, and, oh, and one thing I noticed, Flesh Boy did not blink the entire time, which I loved. He's a, he's a good little actor. He's a good actor, but that's like a that also I think um, relates to a lot of horror characters that aren't human. You notice that they don't blink, like Pennywise, for example. I think out of the entire It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, there's only like three scenes where Pennywise blinks. Wow. Like that first introduction scene when he's in the drain, he does not blink. Wow. So I think that kind of like shows that he's not real. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and the whole time Flesh Boy's telling this story, he's having direct, unblinking eye contact to Jack Nicholson, Harry Potter boy. Oh. Just staring straight at him yep. telling this story. It's, it's so <laughs> good. Okay, and, okay, so the same scene. The lights are out. The kids are sleeping. Then Harry Potter, Jack Nicholson boy. No, it's not. He's it's the like, other kid. Skinny boy is a yeah, skinny boy. Yeah, skinny boy. Okay, whose name is Tommy? Tommy. So Tommy's trying to get to sleep. He's having nightmares, and he wakes up to some sounds. And he turns around, and Flesh Boy has turned himself into Florence. Is that what you think he's he's turned himself into her? One hundred and ten percent. Okay, right. Oh, that didn't I even occur he to more, me because okay. he was. Yeah, he had turned. I think he had turned into her. Okay. Just to, like, emphasize the fucking fear that these kids are tripping out. Yes. And so Florence is standing there, dressed as a little girl with pigtails, and she's like, it really hurt when they cut my arms and legs off. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, that was the part of the true story I actually purposefully left out for you guys, that he started dismembering her while she was alive. But then she ruined it well, anyway. She'd go into shock anyway. I mean. Yeah, probably. She probably didn't feel it the first few moments. But, you know. Anyway, and then he turns around. He's like, ah, it's not real. <laughs> and then he wakes up again or he opens his eyes. And she's sitting on the foot of his bed with her arms and legs missing and her eyes held open by wire. And she's just silently screaming. And it was fucking so cool. Yeah, it was really good. I was applauding. I was like, yeah, more of this, please, it producers. Was, yeah, it was really more good. More of this shit. I want this, I want this series riddled with shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Anyway, so then <laughs> we go to Councillor Townsend. He's he's in a motel room with a rent boy, and he shortchanges oh. the kid. Well, not kid. He's like twenty five or something. And then the Mr. Sex Mr. Worker. Yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Goss's boy, sort of the Gustapo, the Gustapo boy, just comes Bill in Scar- and God look alike. Yeah, and then just comes in and just shoots the sex worker and kidnaps Townsend. Yeah, and, and he's Townsend's like, like I swear, out. I only do this because I need a blowjob, and my my wife, she don't give me no blowjob. So I'm not gay. We there's a really unpleasant scene that follows that um, where Josefina and Mateo are accosted oh, by yeah. Mister Racist Fuck. Cop in their neighborhood, and his mm-hmm. men drop all their groceries on the ground one by one and then he sexually assaults her as Mateo is first to, uh, forced to watch. Yes, it's a very heavy scene, so it's trigger warning. Super, yeah, trigger warning actually because that was a super – I the second time I watched the episode, I went through that one because um, – it was, it was quite realistic. Yeah, um, it wasn't nice at all. Yeah, it was very horrible and the little sister is beautiful and it mm. fucks her up. Yeah, she's like, like super traumatized after that. Yeah, it's it's a gross scene. And we go straight to Maria's house. Tiago is telling Raul about Molly, and he doesn't know what to do. And Raul is uh, making fun of him because he's dating a white girl, and um, he'll never know where he yep. is in the relationship. So Maria sees Mateo's pachuco tattoo, and the whole family literally just loses their shit. Yep. And Mateo ends up storming Yeah, they, out. they crack it. They basically disown him. They're like, look, Tiago has a good point because he's like, if the cops see that, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. But I think Maria um, overdid it a bit. I mean, yeah, back but- in the day, sure, it's a sign of gangsters. Yeah. You know, being tattooed. To me, it didn't even really look like a tattoo. It looked like a scratch. It was pretty crap. Yeah, it looked but, um, very back, backyard. It looked very sore, actually. It lo- Yeah, it looked very infected. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like... <laughs> as soon as I saw the bleeding Band-Aid, I'm like, honey, tattoos shouldn't bleed. I guess, That's yeah, not a tattoo you got. That's like a... 80 years ago, though, like, they just... Gross. They, I guess, it wasn't like how they do it no, now. No, they, they didn't do it very well. Yeah, exactly. But, um... Yeah, anyway. and then and then little- Mateo storms out and he says um, he's sick of them all being weak. And then meanwhile, yep. Josephina is traumatized and she goes for a walk and she sees the poster for Sister Molly's evangelist show. 
Mm. which happens about, I don't know, six times a week. I think it's three days a week, twice a day or something like that. Yep, yep. And then do you want to talk about the next hilarious scene, which maybe burst out laughing? Yes. Oh, I love I love you giving me all these scenes. So we cut to the Gestapo <laughs> officer so with the chairman. And it was quite confusing. They're driving through the hills. Um, chairman's justifying his blowjob. Oh, Townsend, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Councilman He's justifying Townsend. his blowjob. Yeah. yeah. And then the Gestapo speaks. I can't remember what he says, but then... Townsend's like, oh, you're American. Yeah, yeah. He says something and he's like, oh, you don't sound German. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so he's cheating himself. He's in the backseat crying. Oh, yeah. He said, you're American. And the kid says, I'm a lot of things. Yeah. Mm, mm. What does that mean? So then the Gestapo pulls into a vacant motel and brings him to the room. And kind of shoves him in, and Townsend's shitting himself, understandably. Mm. But I then mean, he's just shot a start- dude right next to him, so like, yeah, he thinks true. he's going to get murdered. And, well, he's with the Nazis too. That's pretty scary. But then they just start passionately kissing. But the boy and kisses I, him. Yes, and it's very. My eyes are watering a little bit. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> This guy that's the cheap, he's the Coles brand Bill Skarsgård, who Bill Skarsgård is the love of my life because he plays Pennywise. But um, he just looks into his eyes and he's like, top or bottom? (laughs) And then Townsend's like, bottom. (laughs) And then they get down and dirty. And and the the, best thing happens. The camera kind of pans around. Yes. The camera kind of pans to the mirror where we can see them in the reflection making out and, like, Gestapo is kind of getting down on his knees and is getting They're real getting raunchy. getting and stuff. And then Alice is behind the Alex. fucking mirror. Alex? Yeah. Oh, shit. I've been calling her Alice the whole time. Alex is behind the mirror with a camera and she's filming the whole we- the whole thing. <laughs> Out of like a, a two-way room. That's so funny. I'm like, bitch. This whole setup. Yeah. So then yes. Esther's wife turns up. She's at the Crimson Cat. Oh, my wife. Lol. Lol. I literally wrote cut to my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at the Crimson Cat. Mateo's gone off to the Crimson Cat and he's sitting there with Fly Rico, Rio, Esther's wife, and some others, including yeah. the boy that was beaten up at the police station. Yeah. Yes, and he's pretty pissed off. He's 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 bruised up. He's pretty fragile. And Esther, uh, Esther, shit, Esther's wife. My wife is doing um doing hair. hair. Yeah, she's doing hair, and she kind of brushes her cheek. And this chick, this chick who's getting her hair done, is very gay, and is very like. It's a very sexy scene because mm. she's kind of like very tender towards her. And I'm mm. just like, oh, mm. my God. Like I'm she... going to grow all my hair back just so she can do that to me. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, one of them calls the cop Riley. So Mr. Racist Cop now has a name, Riley. 
Riley. And one of the girls, he says, uh, the girl who's getting her hair done says, he gets Mexican girls addicted to crack. Um, and she's, she mentions how he's at this present time got a girl in Alameda called Sophia. Mateo yep. says he's going to do something to Riley and the whole sort of gang say basically that they're behind him. Yeah. So, and they're kind of peer pre- – there's almost a sense of peer pressure. And you can see Fly Rico and my wife, they're – Challenging this is the first him. Time I'd, yeah. I kind of was like, mm, maybe Fly Rico is like another flesh boy. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe. It was weird. It is really weird. They're very connected. And they almost have the same like – they almost give out the same like – eye contact vibe, they're like the same like, emotions yeah, in their eyes. Yeah, they're almost like twins, aren't they? Yeah, um, so maybe it's another flesh boy. Maybe. Yeah, and they're, they're very yeah. much challenging Mateo, like, you know, are you in the gang now? Yeah. And if so, how far yeah. are you going to go? So exactly. Then we have this exactly. really interesting scene at the church theatre. Sister Molly is giving a really impassioned service. Yeah, this scene was crazy. And for the first time, first time we see her kind of unkempt. She's sweaty and her hair is sort of messy, and she's yelling about fighting Satan. So it's not usually it's not her usual cabaret religious cabaret show. No, she's like giving like a full sermon about Satan is here and we need to rise up. Yeah, she, and, like, the the audience are, are eating it up. They are loving it. But even her mother is standing on side stage. And at one point she stands up and she kind of, like, Even she was shocked. Her. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Because mm. Molly is dripping with sweat. She's stressed. At first she's like, Satan, you can hear his footsteps outside. And then she kind of clicks and she's like, Satan's inside. Satan's with us right now. She's almost possessed. Yeah. And I found but, um, that um, mm. it was very much uh, the same types of camera angles to when Vanessa Ives was possessed in the famous seance scene from the original Yeah. So when she looks yes, up to the I sky, agree. the camera is looking down on her face and she's like, yeah, like possessed. She's- yeah, definitely. And she targets um, the women in the audience and she said, I used to be like you and then I stood up. You must stand up and be heard and be strong. And then we see that little Josefina is in there, um, Tiago's sister, and she's Yeah, and really this is the same it. day as she was assaulted too. Yes. So mm-hmm. in the previous scene, she tried confronting her mum and being like, I need to talk to you, and the mum brushed her off. She's like, not now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then – you know, she went for a walk and she's struggling. She's crying. She's just been assaulted. Yep. You know, um, and then she goes to this church, sees Molly, and she is completely buying what Molly is selling. And especially after Molly tells the women to stand up, mm-hmm. um, which she does, and then she blesses people who come forward. But when she gets to Josefina, it's like this special moment, like – yeah. I noticed that she just kind of tapped everyone else and, like, touched their forehead. But with Josefina, she she takes her ha- her face in her hands and kisses her on the cheek and she, like, personally invites her to walk with God with her. Yeah. She kind of embodied – to me, she embo- embodied God in that moment. She was very was- goddess-like or very kind of Virgin Mary. Like, yeah. She, yeah, like, you can – 
you can tell it's if someone's in a really vulnerable state, um, yeah. like this kid is, and she, she go she comes into a place like this, like she's practically like guaranteed a conversion. Completely, and she and like from that scene, you can see her looking at Molly, who's this stunning, glowing because Molly literally glows, blonde, angelic, mm-hmm. powerful and strong woman, mm-hmm. basically the opposite of what Josefina is. And um, Yeah, because she's quite it's small very, at yeah. this stage in her life. She's, she's not being heard by a family. She's ostracised no. or her, the people, that, the community that she comes from is quite ostracised and she's feeling very Completely. lost. Mm. And the whole time Molly's saying, I was, you know, where you were at. I was hurt. I, mm-hmm. was, I was lost. Mm-hmm. So she's she's just completely buying it, and I think these religious institutions like this are very dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to go to fucking youth group when I was in high school because that's where all my friends would go after school. Would go to youth group, and shit like this went down, and some kids completely fell for it, and they'd start speaking in tongues, and they'd shake, and they'd cry. And mm. I never went back because I just thought, wow, this is really quite fucked up. You saw that stuff? Um, oh, yeah, man. I had a lot of friends that would speak, just speak in tongues. They'd just Whoa. all of a sudden get into like a headspace that up speaking in tongues. And I hated it because I'm an atheist verging on a <laughs> Satanist sometimes. And <laughs> You're like but yeah, no, your people eyes. People are vulnerable. <laughs> oh, I hated it. But people... Very vulnerable people exactly get sucked in, mm-hmm. you know. Especially people that are going through trauma as well. Yeah, it's the perfect time to sort of hook them in. Completely, completely. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. So okay, as with our previous <clears throat> episodes, we've got an ending ending montage of shorter scenes. Yes, and this was very hard to keep up with. Yes. Uh, do you, okay. So first, Lewis is having a drink at home, and Benny's men come in, cover his head, and they kidnap him. And they pull him out. I yep. mean, that didn't then really we, make sense with with me. I I I would have just gone and said, "Look, Mister Benny wants to see you. Can you come with us, please?" Well, I don't think Lewis would have like, done it. Can we go past Starbucks? Yeah, sure. Okay, let me get my <laughs> sh- let me get my shoes. I don't know why they had to put a I need bag to get over my his head. Green tea frappuccino <laughs> grande, please. Um, soy milk. Meanwhile, Rio's gang bursts into a room where Riley is with a woman, and I'm going to presume yep. this is the Sophia that we were talking about before. I don't know. The naked chick I think that starts it looked screaming. Like, I think it looked like his wife. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Who I knows? don't know. She was a ringer. So, Have you ever seen a Mexican ranger? What's a ranger? Is that someone with ginger hair? Yeah. I can't remember what she looked like. I'm pretty sure she was a white ranger. All right. Forget what I just said. I <laughs> editorialized. <laughs> well, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely... probably wrong. You're usually right. So then really? the next sure scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this scene is important. So this next yeah. scene explains to us the first scene. Benny's men 
take Lewis to a fish processing building where a man is hanging up with the tuna by his hands uh, with handcuffs. Benny says this dude's name is Schiff, Mr. Schiff. Turns out we've seen this guy at the beginning of the episode at the shooting in Mexico. So this idiot stole Mr. Lansky's weapons. This idiot. (laughs) So, I mean, seriously, how was this ever going to end well for him? So he's stolen weapons from Benny's boss, Mr. Lansky, that are meant for Palestine. And he sold them to the freaking Nazis. Yes. What about this plan did he think was a good idea? I kind of, it's very bad, but we don't know his situation. He could have been really broke for money. I, you know. Maybe. Anyway. I, I doubt he was doing it for malice. He was probably just so fucking desperate. Who knows? Anyway, I felt bad for him. So Benny hands Lewis a gun and he says, kill him. And Lewis refuses. So Benny executes this dude. And then Benny says, by blood and fire, Judea fell. By blood and fire, Judea shall rise. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of Mr. Schiff. And yeah. then. And then we cut. Yeah, you go ahead. Have, have we cut back to the Riley's house? Then we go back to Mateo and Rio. And okay, anyway, so we're in the we're in this room and they've they're, thrown they've Riley beaten on the, the crap. Floor. They've beaten the crap yeah. out of Mr. Racist Cop Riley. And then Rico hands Mateo a knife. Mm-hmm. Or a razor. It. It's one of those. Um, yeah, it's like a slip knife thing. That, uh, like a little pocket blade. Yeah, no, it's a razor that folds on. It's an old school like men's shaving razor. Um. Anyway, at this point when they hand Mateo the knife, this is the moment when I thought that Rico was another flesh boy. Because mm. they're both doing this exact same face and they're not <gasps> even like, there's no emotion. They're just standing there and they're just waiting. And I'm like. Oh, I've fucking seen that face before. I'm gonna and, have to. I'm um, gonna yeah. go back. I'm gonna have to take a go photo back of the TV. Look at that scene. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and have just, a look at that. I didn't notice. They just stand and they just stare, and it was a little bit creepy. Even though my oh. wife is hot, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, and Mateo ends up just slashing Riley's throat. I think five times. Oh, at least it to was, the point where it was, it was almost, a lot. It was a lot. It was, yeah. It, I thought at one point I thought he was actually going to sever his head off. Yeah. Because he was going deep and deep. But and he kept doing it. And I said to my husband, Jesus, so you think rage. it'd be done by now? Holy cow. And he that's, goes, that's that guy's rage. got a big fat neck though. <laughs> anyway, Ooh. so he slashes Riley's throat many, many times and it's very messy. Uh, and we get a sense of... This is Mateo's metamorphosis. Yeah. Um, this is definitely something he can't come back from. Well, he's just murdered his first person, you know? So yeah. yeah. That's going to fuck you up. I mean, it's it's his first revenge kill as well. He's, he's avenged his sister. Yeah. Um, it's basically an opening into you're a murderer now, you're in the gang. Yeah. You can't come back from that. And then one of my absolutely favourite scenes, that, which made me laugh. Uh, now, Alex and Mr. Oh, Goss, yeah. the head Nazi, they're, they're at Mr. Goss's beautiful house and they're drinking and they're viewing the Townsend sex tape on a projector and it's hilarious. 
a huge projector. A huge projector. Like, it's like, like a movie. You would see their skin pores. You would see, like, <laughs> the butthole <laughs> clenching. Now, Alex says um, it'll be used to protect Townsend from himself. And Goss says, let's hope we don't have to use it. Um, and this is where we realise that Magda the demon can be in several places at once. Yeah. So she's watching a sex tape with Goss. She's murdering a racist cop. Uh, yeah. She's possibly still at the slumber party. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who knows? So we're seeing quite yeah. a few of and, – and she might be Rico as well. Who knows? So yeah. She's, she's quite And powerful. Flesh Boy. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, and then um, – yeah. so she and the others, uh, Rio, I mean, they dump Riley naked and – just covered in blood outside the police station and a cop that's smoking runs towards him. Yeah, and the, he his body looked like a like a butchered pig. Like it yeah, was Yeah, it was a mess. Completely naked, covered in blood. It was it was very gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um definitely made an example out of him. So yep. in the end scene, we end with Molly and she's doing the dishes at the church Ugh. and it's night time and Tiago comes in sort of the back door and they don't say anything. He, she just hands him one of the dishes to dry and he just helps her do the dishes like the first time that yep. they met. Yeah. And that's it. So I guess there's kind of like a, not an understanding between them, but there's like a um, – well, there's so much chemistry and shit, but yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think she's kind of – they're both as responsible as each other. Like, they're both initiating tension. Chaos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, she didn't – because she told them in that episode to fuck off. Like, don't ever see – I never want to see you again. What and when he, he rocks up, she – well, he rocks up, but she doesn't tell him to piss off. At the same time, she invites him in by, here, here's a plate you can wash. Like, she's still not telling him to piss off. They're still, you know. She could it's have easily like been like, admission. can you go away? It's like yeah. an admission like, that, you know, there's something definitely going on between them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was episode four of Penny Dreadful City of Angels. Um, yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, our recap. Please let and us please know let us think. know if anyone is listening because <laughs> <laughs> the because the, the downloads say that you're listening, but yeah, no people no one's are saying anything. So we, but don't, we know. don't know who you are. <laughs> so apparently, you guys are listening just as much as you did to our other podcast. Just yeah, tell yeah. Us. Like, our numbers Please. have literally not changed. We want to so, know. Like, not changed not as in they're, they're not moving. That Like, they're still moving at the same pace that they used to. So we know people are listening, but head over to our Instagram page. That, that's where we're most active. I think my fridge is haunted. Just drop us a comment or something. Just say, hey. Yeah, just go, howdy hooty, guys. I'm tuning in every week. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you if you got something bad to say, Please don't, because I'm very vulnerable at the moment. Mm, yeah, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> and I will go and buy another deck of cigarettes. And a Although kilo of Nutella. Kilo of Nutella, more cigarettes. Um, it's going to be a party. All right, My dudes. body is like, no. 
Okay. We've been chatting for long enough now. So we will yep. see you again next week for episode five of Penny Dreadful City of Angels. Yahoo. Yahoo. All right. See ciao, you guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.